0: Is that these things and spiritual formation and all that seems to like go just just happen? All right, it just happens. Spiritual formation. The other one is mission, isn't it? Um, I think Jesus was very clear when he talked about mission and what we're supposed to do on this earth. John 20, verse 21 and 22 says, He said again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. He breathed on them and sent, uh, said, Receive the Holy Spirit. This idea that as the Father has sent Jesus so Jesus sends us, which is why we can't, it's important for us to study um, the birth of Jesus, we've done it on Christmas, Easter, death, burial, resurrection, Pentecost, um, the ascension, but what about those 33 days, in, uh, 33 years in between, they're really important as well, because Jesus says, as the Father is sending me, I'm sending you those 33 days, we'll get into that from next week. So this idea of formation and mission, they're really important, they're the two things, And I've discovered in my life that they seem to chug along pretty well in an almost ordinarily human way until God starts to speak and motion that a seasonal change is ahead. And that's really what I want to talk to Kalamunder about today, the seasonal change which you are now in, the seasonal change which is ahead. So in some ways, today is kind of an odd day for me and it's kind of an odd day for you. Um, I hadn't planned to be here, Um, I'm um, of the personality where I will generally try to plan out an entire year by October, Um, so it's all sorted, Um, that didn't work for 2020, (laughs) because like I was saying, I was here in November 10, um, speaking in your AGM week, and um, lo and behold, here I am um, in January, only two months later, and we're going to be journeying together. So, I didn't plan to be here. You didn't plan to have me here. I get that as well. Yet, in the midst of that, we believe in the providence of God, don't we? So, I didn't plan to be here. You didn't plan for me to be here. Yet, we know that God has all things in hand. So, there must be a reason that for this season, we are actually journeying together. In some masterful way, God's put us together. And um, so, I, I guess, in some ways, I'm really kind of surprised. It's kind of an odd day. But in another sense, it's not really an odd day. I'm not really surprised. I remember it was early on last year, and um, I really felt God say something to me um, about our church, New Spring. He said, on November 24, I want you to speak um, into New Spring Church, and I want you to announce a new season at New Spring Church. And um, you don't know me that well as yet, but people in New Spring will know I hate things like Vision Sundays, um, because sometimes they, they, they promise a lot more than what they deliver. And sometimes I've found with me, I've got these great ideas which sometimes sabotage what God actually wants to do um, in my own... Anyone else like that? Yeah. But nevertheless, I heard God say, No, November 24, I want you to announce a new season. It's a new season for you, Dave. It's a new season um, for the church. And um, we've had some seasonal changes at New Spring um, in the past um, through which God has shown himself to be so, so faithful. Um, so when God spoke, I knew that was kind of kind of, what he needed me to do. And um, I was kind of like really reluctant to do it up until even the week. Because I'm thinking like, God, like, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? Like 2020, I mean, what, what could possibly be new or different in 2020 to 2019? You know, the job remains the same. Love people, um, love you, love people. And we want to see the city of Armadale um, hear the gospel. What could possibly be the same? But no, he said, I want you to speak. So I was wrestling with this up until the week of um, the week leading up to November 24. And um, during that week, something amazing happened. God actually spoke. And um, he speaks to me quite often, don't worry. But he, the way he spoke to me was I hadn't heard him speak to me in that way for a very, very long time. And um, as it turns out, the word that he spoke, it wasn't just for me. And it wasn't just for New Spring Church. As it turns out, it's actually a word that God wants to bring for Colum under Church of Christ. And I believe it's a word that is going to be outworked in the next 12 to 18 months in the life of this church. Um, and those who have ears to hear, let them hear what God's word would say to his church today. So I'm going to read the scripture again. and I'm going to tell you what God said to me and we're going to break it down a little bit. Are you a bit intrigued? Okay. <laughs> While the Israelites were camped at Gilgal, on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the first month. The very next day they began to eat unleavened bread and roasted grain harvested from the land. No manna appeared on the day they first ate from the crops of the land, and it was never seen again. So from that time on, the Israelites ate from the crops of Canaan. So this is what God said to me and then he made me, he pointed me to the scripture and, and, and I went and studied it. So this is what God said to me leading into November 24. He said this. He said, son, as the leader of the church, talking about New Spring, as a leader of this church and as the primary feeder of this church, have you not realized I've changed the diet? I've changed the diet. See, my last 18 months, God has changed my spiritual diet. You're, you haven't been privy to that. New Spring certainly has. There has been almost a complete change in what God has led me to and what I've been feeding and also feasting on from the Lord. And as a result of God changing the diet in my life, He's also changed the diet in New Spring's life. And particularly from next week on, there's going to be a diet shift in Kalamunda Church of Christ. I mean, there had to be anyway, right? There had to be. I mean, you can't just have, like, someone you come in and, like, no. So he changed, the, he changed the diet. And the thing is, all of this has happened, I'm, like, kind of saying, like, two months ago, like, we were all in different places, but all of this has happened with no one's manipulation, no one's persuasion, no one's great idea, no one's planning, but God has brought us to this moment and he has changed the diet for column under church of Christ and I just need to let you know whenever god changes your diet that's really significant and it's really exciting really significant really exciting And I understand that we're in a moment where there is loss and there is hurt, but there is also expectation. And there's all sorts of emotions that are happening right now. And right now, there could be this emotional roller coaster that you and your family are going through, and you may not be able to see it right now, but from the outside coming in, and actually one who's coming alongside to love and to serve you guys for this next season, I just need to let you know from the outset, whenever God changes the diet, that's significant. It's an incredible thing. So, this little story is quite interesting, really. It's a pivotal story. For how long have Joshua and the Israelites um, been provided by, by this manna? For a very long time. There's been this heavily provision of manna which has been made available by God. The spiritual provision was to remind Israel to daily trust in God, which is great. And it provided the nutrition, get this, the manna provided the nutrition that was necessary for them to keep wandering for 40 years. The nutritional value of the manna was for that purpose, understand what I'm saying? For that particular season that God had them in. And there are certain foods that have the nutritional value for the season that you currently are in. We know that, don't we? You know? It might give us a little bit of perspective to know that there does come a point in all of our lives. And, and I dare say, even as we're going through this, you could look back on your life if you've been journeying with the Lord. There have been significant moments when the Lord has journeyed with you and He has changed the diet in your life. You know, the diet which you're on right now is very different to when you were in children's church. I hope, you know, I, I, I really do hope. <laughs> but you need to know that in any given time, God changes the diet And that's really significant verse 11 says this the very next day they began to eat unleavened bread and roasted grain harvested from the land see god changes the diet very suddenly all parents do i remember like my, my little ones kayla and jackson they they um obviously the time came when we had to put them on the solids every parent knows that right you know, the day comes, so they're over there, and they, they have no idea when this point's going to come. They have no idea when the meal's going to come. They actually have no idea what's actually going to be in the mush that we're going to be stuffing into their mouth either, do they? They have no idea about any of that. But Andrew and I—we knew exactly. We knew the day was going to happen. We knew which meal was going to happen. We knew what we were going to put in that mush. But the, you know what? In, in some way, that transition, that change happened the very next day. You know what I'm saying? It happened the very next day. And it needed to happen the very next day. Could you imagine if our kids were like sort of still like drinking milk? That would not be good. Now, now, understand that we didn't give them a T-bone steak. Too expensive. Couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> they still don't get that. No, <laughs> pastor's wage. They still don't get that. But, but, but it was almost like from their perspective, the very next day the diet changed. And the reason why the diet changed was actually for their benefit. The reason for the diet changed is because the time came when there was a new maturity and there was a new growth. The, the time came that they, the diet needed to change so one day they could have this T-bone steak, you know, paid for by themselves, obviously. But, you, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so there are times, as parents, we understand that we change the diet, right? We change the diet. Our beautiful, gracious, good, heavenly Father... He will come and change our diet because he loves us. But it is significant when he does. And you need to pay attention. Anytime that God comes and he puts in front of us a different meal, a different diet, you need to pay attention because that means something. Are you picking up where I'm going with this? It means something. It means something. Now, commentators, they really emphasize this passage of scripture, and, 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 and they emphasize that the, the, the provision of this new food in this new land and symbolize this great transition. And um, the, the, the occasion, it was momentous for Israel. I mean, could you imagine, like for 40 years, they're in the wilderness and they get manna. Every single morning, they get manna. So the, 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 the symbol for being in the wilderness was manna. So imagine waking up in the morning, you get manna. I get manna, that must mean I'm in the wilderness. Another day in the wilderness. Walk in the wilderness, go to bed, wake up in the morning, there's manna. Oh, I've got manna, that must mean I'm in the wilderness. Go to bed, wake up in the morning, there's manna, right? Having manna in the morning, that must mean, okay, I'm in the wilderness. Can you imagine a day when they woke up and there was no manna? That's significant, isn't it? That symbolizes something. That means something. And in this couple of verses, it goes to great lengths to actually emphasize that. And the importance of this occasion is signaled by two things. I'm going to go point them out. The first thing is the repetition of this idea of eating. Okay, Now understand, these ancient writers, they don't have bold, they don't have italics, they can't even underline or anything like this. When they're making a point, they repeat things. So three times, there's this repetition from verse 11. The very next day, they began to eat. There's number one, unleavened bread, and the roasted grain harvested from the land. No manna appeared on the day they first ate, that's number two, from the crops of the land, and it was never seen again. From that time on, the Israelites ate, There's number three, from the crops of Canaan. There is this emphasis of eating. This is a big deal. The second thing is something that's kind of hidden in the text. So not only does this transition of season, which is symbolised by a change of diet, not only does it mean they're in a new land, it actually means something else as well, but it's hidden in the text. And the second reference that points to this is what I've read out and it was never seen again, which it's hard for us to see in our English translations, but if you went back to the original and actually translate it, It would literally read, and there was not a gain for the sons of Israel manner. Now, this syntax trend um, construction, it echoes a couple of different places, um, which all works together to actually point to something um, very, very significant. So, Joshua 2 verse 11 says this, No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is supreme, the God of heavens above heaven and earth, which literally reads, And there arose not again any spirit. Joshua 5 verse 1 says this, When the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings who lived among the Mediterranean coast heard how the Lord had dried up the Jordan River so the people of Israel could not cross, they lost heart and were paralyzed with fear because of them. Again, literally it renders, and there was in them not any spirit, not again any spirit. All of this to say what's been hidden there. In this seasonal change, and when God actually brings about seasons, when he changes the diet, not only does this signal an entrance into the land of Canaan and put an end to the wilderness, but it also puts an end to their enemies' courage. All right? This is what it's saying. The enemies are looking and seeing what God has done. God changes the season. God changes the diet. And now he's saying it was not again gain in them. Their spirit was not in them again. So with the end of a season also comes the end of their enemy's strength and courage. It, this is pretty significant because if you've been going a while and you feel like you've been coming against a brick wall for a while, right? If you feel like you've been toiling for a while, If you feel like I've got great vision, I've got dreams, especially if you sort of feel I've heard from God, we're supposed to do this, we're supposed to go there. And it seems that there is just hindrance and there are Goliaths and there are giants and there are continuous obstacles that are coming up against you time and time and time again. When God comes and changes a diet and says there is a new season, there is a new transition, that means not only do you now have permission to step into the things that he's promised you, it also lets you know that the enemies who once were stopping you, they no longer have the strength which they once did that's really good preaching i don't know i'm going to say dave <laughs> that was good preaching hey and, and this is what i'm saying all right this is what i'm saying so so you guys this is like day one all right now the, the way this is kind of like we're thinking this kind of go i'm here for at least like six six how long am i here for six months six six you keep on extending that <laughs> but like i said like, this is going to be outworked in the next 12 to 18 months for you guys, right? Kalamunda Church, you are a significant church in Perth. Do not forget that. Do not forget that. I, I, I've got to put my cards on the table. I do have a bit of a vested interest. Not only do, am I blessed to serve at New Spring, but I also serve on the board, the State Board of Churches of Christ. We need Kalamunda to strong and we believe that this is one of the significant strong churches in Perth and you may have gone through years where it's been hard but when God changes the diet almost overnight that's significant and not only does it mean that there is now access to go into the places where you thought were forbidden to you it also lets you know that the giants that were once terrorizing and tormenting and saying no go to you their strength and their courage has now disappeared just like the manor disappeared overnight that is a word and you may be and oh, i get it because sometimes i reckon some, this is what happens right we hear stuff we hear prophecies and all that and we don't see it happen and sometimes we lose heart and then you hear something else and it's like oh here we go again isn't that right and that's what I'm saying, 12 to 18 months, you come back to me and tell me this hasn't happened. I'll be back down the hill. But you come and say, "You tell me. You will come rejoice and say, "Dave, he did it. He did it. He did it. So change in the diet signals a transition to a new season, but also the end of their enemies. Joshua 5, when the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings who lived along the Mediterranean coast heard how the Lord had dried up the Jordan River so the people of Israel could cross, they lost heart and paralyzed with fear because of them. That's a great, great promise. There's a great promise. So in times of seasonal change, I've had many. There's a lot of ambiguity that comes along with seasonal change. If you know anything about the life of our church, I took over um uh, Spring, It was previously Kelmscott Church of Christ. The previous senior pastor was stood down um, for doing multiple naughty things. Um, I came into a really, really hurting, hurting church. Really hurting church. Um, we went through a journey with our eldership and there was a transformation by the grace of God that has happened right? But in those moments of transition and seasonal change when God actually said, no, now is the time when things will change, there was a lot of ambiguity. There was a lot of ambiguity. If you're going to be a leader, you need to understand that the landscape of leadership is ambiguity. If you do not like ambiguity, you are not going to enjoy being a leader, alright? It's really tough when you are in this moment of ambiguity and you have people who are wanting to follow you but in those times when seasonal change happens there will be ambiguity you don't know exactly what it's going to look like you don't know exactly what it's going to smell like here's the thing you don't know exactly who's going to continue with you i remember one sunday we were over there and my goodness there were all these prominent families and they just got up and they left it was like what just happened there that doesn't need to happen here all right. It does not need to happen here. You don't know who's going to be journeying with you. We have no idea who's going to join us. I, I, I have no doubt that by the end of six months, there's going to be more beautiful families joining this church. No doubt whatsoever. No doubt whatsoever. This, like, like, I think you guys need to look at, like, you're going to run out of room here, for sure, for sure. Um, not in six months, like, after, you know what I'm saying? Um, you're not going to know exactly which giants and which battles you have to fight but you will have to fight some do you know why because you're christians and that's what we do we fight on behalf of other people we make a way for other people that's just what we do so when seasons are changing when transitions come when it is ambiguous There is one thing that should never be ambiguous, and that's what diet you're on. Everything else can be ambiguous, but you should know what diet you're on. So, from this Sunday on, I'm going to encourage everyone in this church to actually make sure you're having a good diet in your life. We've got a lot of fairy floss Christians in the world. Do you know how you make fairy floss? Sugar and hot air. That's it. That's how you make fairy floss that's it we got a lot of christians eating takeout a lot of christians they go on the instagram thing and say oh there's this great meme whoa oh, that is going to be my spiritual input for today so are you kidding me my job is that i'm going to try my best to feed you well you know? um that's going to be my responsibility i haven't come here to fill a gap i've come here to serve i've come here to serve you well you know we were talking to um, New Spring about this thing. And um, you need to know that they, they responded so I've been, I'm so proud of them. under the Church of Christ is deeply in the heart of New Spring. So deep. Um, that church loves you so much. Because I was uh, even communicating this is what we feel God's called us to do. And there's been a journey to get us to this. And there's been all sorts of things. And, and, you know, there are some Christians and, and they'll say, you know, oh, what, what do we get out of it? And um, I'll let New Spring know what you get out of it. You get to take a hit, pretty much. Because I'm going to be here more than I'm going to be over there, you know what I'm saying? But there is a church who desperately loves you guys and wants you to do well. And in this season, there is going to be a change of diet. And that simply means that something is ahead. So even in this story, okay, the reason why God changed the diet is because Jericho was the next stop. Do you remember the story? Joshua 5 verse 13 says, When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up, saw a man in front of him with a sword in his hand. Joshua went to him and demanded, Are you a friend or a foe? So when God changes a diet, when he changes the nutritional input, that is not to say there is anything wrong with the previous season, okay? Understand that. There is nothing wrong with that at all. But when God comes and on the very next day he changes the diet, he is actually providing what is necessary to take on Jericho. But understand, after Jericho, there were some other things as well. Right? So God will continually change diets in your life. And a lot of times, let me tell you, it's not our great ideas, or sometimes as pastors are always looking for a silver bullet. There is no silver bullet. It is prayer and the word of God. That's it. That's it. Our church has changed because of prayer. That's it. People come to me all the time and say, Dave, what did you do to New Spring? What did you do? What did you do? Like, Dave, are you a great leader? I'm not a great leader, no. They come and say, What did you do? I say, You're not ready to hear it. Now tell me. This is what we do, we pray. We pray. We pray. We're my elders. I pray my elders at least once a fortnight together, we pray. I've been amazed, like um, we used to have church prayer meetings and I used to get about three people. Do you guys like get three people at church? (laughs) Years ago, it must have been about three or four years ago, I said, okay, let's try something different, right? Let's try, let's go pray in Joel Street in Armidale. all right? Put out to the church, Joel Street, you know, we did that. I thought, you know, it's got three people in the church, what's the worst that could happen? Had over 40 people rock up. And we do that regularly. We go and pray out in public. And not being stupid about it, you know, there's some... We, we want to make sure we're a good witness, not like a freaky bunch of Christians. There's no need to be freaky, you know. You like, just like, be, just be normal, not crying out loud. But we, we, we always have this, like, 40 or so people come out and pray. Um, it dawned on me that maybe Christians don't like praying inside churches. Maybe they want to pray out in public. Um, you know, so... But prayer... I'm going to encourage you guys, it's Kal- Kalamunda, pray. You need to pray. If you've never prayed before, this is the season of prayer. You know, pray. Don't, don't. Do, do, it doesn't come down to like, like Tim or the elders. Call. No, no, pray in your own time. Pray wherever. Pray, 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 pray. Anyway, there we go. So in my life, I feel like um, over the last year, God was speaking and He said dave in your life there's going to be a change of season and um so my life has been a change of season and then with new spring there's currently a change of season happening at new spring and unknown to me all of this is kind of paralleled with a new season that god has brought upon this beautiful church and in my experience god doesn't make mistakes that's what i know of him i haven't understood him every single time but in my experience give him time he doesn't make mistakes. So, call him under Church of Christ. He's changed the season. Now, there is a caution, okay? I'm about to close up. There is a caution. There is a caution. Luke 5, verse 37 to 38, listen to this. This is a pretty familiar um, passage of Scripture. Jesus speaking, it says this, "'No one puts new wine into old wineskins, "'for the new wine would burst the, the, the wineskins, "'spilling the wine and ruining the skins. "'New wine must be stored in new wineskins.'" Pretty familiar parable, right? Pretty familiar parable. Um, When God's doing something new, you can't put into something old. You can't. If you try, if God's doing something new in your life and you try to put in something old, that wineskin is going to burst. In other words, you'll get hurt. You just need to know that. That's the way God works all the time. I personally don't like it because I don't really like change. But whenever God makes a motion and says, now I'm doing something new, you need to understand that means everything kind of becomes new. Okay? That's really uncomfortable. There's also an ordering in this. Okay? So he talks about new wine, but there's no way you could possibly put new wine into um, new wineskins as the new wineskins are being crafted. You know what I'm saying? No. First you make the new wineskins and then the Lord will pour the new wine. Does that make sense? Now, we as Kalamunda, we are definitely not in that place where the new wine is being poured. We are in the process on the starting day of creating a brand new wineskin. You need to know that. Otherwise, you'll have expectations which won't be met, but there is an ordering of how this happens. But then after this, Jesus actually says something really, really sobering, but something very, very human. From verse 39, he says this, But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. No one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. So it seems remarkable to me that God will actually say, okay, there's a moment, there is time when there's something new happening. In order for new wine to actually be poured in, we first need to actually create and actually build new wine skins, and then new wine will come in. But at the same time, there's always going to be a select group of people who will actually say, no, I actually don't want the new wine, God. I'm actually quite happy with the old. So in that case, God always gives us a choice. You know what I'm saying? And as we read in context, we'll actually study this later on if we get to it when we go through the Gospel of Mark. It's really interesting that Jesus is actually talking to the Pharisees about this. And in the moment where he actually uses this parable, the, the Pharisees are fasting. And what they're fasting for, they are fasting that God will come, that God will restore Jerusalem, that God will do this. And what Jesus is actually saying by using this parable, yeah, you might be wanting the right thing, but you need to understand you, God is so going to answer that, um, that, that request, that promise but he's going to do it in a new way. And you can see the conflict between the Pharisees and Jesus. It was such a conflict that they actually killed him. You know what I'm saying? But yet Jesus was saying, absolutely, right outcome. But the way it's going to happen is going to completely blow your mind. It's coming a completely different way. But if you keep on persisting and you keep on wanting the new thing to come, the old wineskins, this is not going to work. That's what Jesus is saying to the Pharisees and the scribes. And that's what he's saying to us today is that okay so that's the caution all right that's the caution so it's a new day it's a new season we get that and god in His beautiful remarkable way he's changed the diet he's changed the diet let you know from next week we're going to begin a series in the gospel of mark according to mark so if you've got time during the week i encourage you to read it it's going to be something that's going to shape all of us and It's one of those series where we're going to see Jesus for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? An unvarnished Jesus. It's going to allow Jesus to speak for himself, see him on his own terms. It's going to be remarkable. So, is it okay? Are you guys up for the journey? Yeah? He changed the diet. It's really good. Let me pray for you. And then I'll worship and have some coffee. And anyone who wants to come back, I'll just be around here. And I am happy to answer any question you want. Um, Go for it.
1: Thank you.